Welcome to the podcast series by Great Place to Work, ASEAN and ANZ. This is where we dive into the world of current workplace issues, bringing you stories from leaders of best workplaces in Singapore. Welcome to our Great Place to Work podcast. I am Evelyn, Managing Director at Great Place to Work, and I believe that work has the power to transform society. Today, we are really happy to have with us Kia Hyang, Senior Director of Diversity, Equality and Inclusion at Micron Technology to join us on this episode to discuss what it means to cultivate true inclusivity and belonging at the workplace. Kia Hyang, thank you for joining us and being our guest on this exciting episode. Now, Micron, you are one of our best workplaces and you are a world leader in innovative memory and storage solutions with over 9,000 employees in Singapore. And in your survey, 91% of your employees say that you are a great place to work. Now, what this means is that if I walk into your floor and your factory, if I speak to any employee, chances are 9 in 10 of your people will say they work in a great place to work. And that's really amazing statistic. Before we go on and talk about you know, um, the different parts. I'm really, really curious. How did you come to take on this role <laughs> as Senior Director of DE&I? Thank you. Thank you, Evelyn. Thanks for um, introducing me, you know. Uh, I would say that um, by chance, <laughs> I come to this role. Uh, actually, I, I, I graduate in accountancy, so I'm fin- finance trained. So I started my career in, in finance as an auditor and I was in Micron as in the finance department. I actually moved to the people organization. Mm-hmm. And I would say that in Micron, you know, D&I is part of every leader's role. So even when I was not in this role, I do participate in a lot of DEI activities. So I was leading the Micron Foundation Committee in Singapore. I was part of the Employee Resource Group Steering Committee. So, I mean, the role came about and um, I would say that there are leaders who see that I can do the role, you know, and, and, and that's how I get onto this role permanently, I would say, or, or yeah. as a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, maybe first, Edu, could you just help us break down what does diversity, equality and inclusion actually mean, right? And in your role as a senior director of this, what do you do? I think um, definitely in Micron, we feel that, you know, diversity, I would say in all the research, you see that diversity in nights creativity, right? You know, and Micron is a technology company. Innovation is our core, right? You know, and definitely having an inclusive environment, having a diverse workforce does emerge, you know, and um, provide different perspective. And I'll say, you know, so innovation comes from there. You know, so D&I was a key, I would say, dimension. I would say over the past few years, you will see a lot of people talking a lot more about it, you know, compared to the past, you know, and I would say research has also shown that um, a diverse workforce does create, you know, innovation, you know, and that is the core of Micron, I would say. Mm. Maybe uh, might be helpful also for us to know, you have over 9,000 employees, right? What does diversity look like in a 9,000 strong workforce in Singapore? I think today in Singapore, we have, probably about 38 different nations wow. in, our, in okay. our company, yeah. you know. It comes from different, already is diverse by 
by nationality, right? Mm. You know, of course, diversity is not just about nationality. It has gender, you mm -hmm. know, different gender identity. It also includes, you know, people of, you know, with disabilities, right? And race, ethnicity. So diverse, even in terms of talents, right? It's not just about, you know, um, what you can see, you know? So talents are also diverse talents. So I would say it's very broad in terms of diversity. And that is about Micron, right? We have a diverse workforce with different uh, talents, with different nationality, with, mm. you know, different gender identity as well. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Um, so I hear that you recognise that people come in different shape and form, yep. different colour, uh, different abilities that they bring to the mm -hmm. business. Um, and therefore, what is, the, what is Micron's perspective of how do you bring everyone together? So because your title is Equality and Inclusion. I'm going to speak more to the equality equality piece. I think we look at equality in different aspects. I think, first of all, we want to give equal opportunity to everybody. And that is key. You know, despite your different background, your different nationality, you have equal opportunity to advance in your career in Micron. And that, that is one piece about equality. And of course, equality include. We look also at equity in pay and benefits as well. You know, um, despite it coming from different backgrounds, equity of pay is important as well. So mm. equality comes in different form. Yeah. And I would, you know, you talk about inclusiveness. I would say that today, definitely people talk about not just inclusiveness, but belonging, right? Yeah. You can be included, you know, in, in the platform, but you may not feel that you belong, right? So yeah. uh, very importantly, um, you need to, I, I, I definitely think that we spend a lot of time in a company, right? You know, giving, giving it, us in an environment where you feel that you can excel, you can perform, you feel safe to be your true self and that is really important. Yeah. I think for Micron, we have, uh, we, D&I is not just a top-down approach. You know, everybody plays a part, you know. So we do have a lot of employee resource group yeah. where employees actually led this resource group, right? So they are the ones that kind of drive the inclusion culture. It's not just leaders, you know. So we have in Singapore, we have six different employee resource groups and these are led by team members, you know, and definitely our leaders are the sponsors. So they are the ones that, you know, drive the, I would say the plans, you know, in line with our business, you know. So uh, employee play a key role in driving our inclusion culture as well. So they are our inclusion ambassador, I would say. So that that is, I would say, how Micron works. Mm, okay. Uh, maybe I'll just mm. pick a pause here. I want to share with you a statistics, right? right. Uh, last year, Aware Milieu, they did a survey uh, in Singapore and they mm -hmm. found that in Singapore, one in two people experience discrimination at work and cases involving race are the most common, followed by those involving age and gender. Uh, I, I was in an earlier study this year, nation, uh, a national study, and we found that workplace discrimination uh, is a real thing. People mm -hmm. are actually experiencing that. Now, at Micron, you've got over 9,000 employees. Um, is that something that you see in the workplace? Is that something that uh, Micron had to actively manage and address? Just We'd love to hear your experience around that. I would say D&I is, is not a one program fix all, right? It is a journey. It is continuously evolving. So it, it won't be a time whereby, you know, you, you have a program and that's it, it's done, right? So you need to be continuously working on it, intentionally working on it. And also it, um, so I would say definitely in Micron, we, we continue, we will be, you know, continuously looking at it and everyone plays a part to do that. Mm. Um, I would, for example, I, 
you know, unconscious bias is something that always come out, right? Everyone, I would say, have certain form of unconscious bias, but we need to be aware of it. So it's something that we constantly, you know, look at it, you know, and intentionally look at it. Even in terms of diversity, you have to constantly intentionally work on it, right? Okay. Even so if in, I could yeah. take a pause, right? Mm -hmm. um, Tell us what do you by, what do you mean by constantly look at it again? Right. I want to emphasize there are not many companies in Singapore with a nine thousand strong workforce. We are, yep. we are a rel relatively small country. How do you look at it in a nine thousand strong workforce? How do you empower, equip, train your leaders to constantly look at it? Yeah, and that is where I think our employee resource group play a key role as well. So we do partner. I mean, DEI team partner a lot with our employee resource group as well to work on, on all these different aspects. So we have six different employee resource groups that look at probably women, mm. people with disability, culture, race, you know, and even young professional and tenured and experienced group. So there are different communities, I would say, in these ERGs, you know, and we partner with the ERGs to intentionally work on different employee, different communities, I would say. So that, I would say, is intentionally. And just, for example, even we, in all the programs that we do, even like things like starting from recruiting, right, we intentionally make sure that you always have a diverse state of candidates, right, okay. to look at. So, so that's embedded in, your, in yeah. your hiring selection process. Yeah. Okay. And our employee resource group partner with the recruiting team as well. Okay. So they are in the career fair. They speak about it, you know, experience. They talk about experience in a career fair. So they play a, a key role as well in okay. all the programs that we have or even the processes that we have yeah. in Micron. Yeah. So it is constantly, you know, it's continuously effort, I would say. So I'm hearing effort. that even right up front in the way you hire people, you want to ensure that there is true representation yeah. across the different uh, yeah. demographic groups that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. So that's at the hiring part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In another example, I'll say that um, we have, we conduct allyship training and also allies play a very important part and our employee resource partner us to okay. develop the training materials. Yeah. So we have different um, allies training for different resource group, right? You mm. know, catered to the different employee resource How, group. What, what kind of percentage of employees are involved in allyship training? Uh, allyship training is a hundred percent. So we, every, we make every it everybody, single, every single one of us amazing. actually across, go through. Across, yeah, across all across, levels, yeah. 9,000 people. Yeah. And even for, um, we intentionally also have, you know, trainings for our leaders. So we actually, all our leaders need to, you know, uh, go through this training on disability, how to manage a disability team, right? Okay. You know? So they learn how about seen and unseen disabilities, yep. you know, how to be more empathetic in terms of mm. their leadership. Mm. And this year, we're also rolling out psychological safety training for okay. all leaders. And we partner all this with our employee resource group. Employee resource group are not made up of leaders. They're made up of employees. Employees, employee-led. Yep. yep. So definitely, they play a key role in um, building this allyship training as well. For example, you know, they are the ones that kind of tell us, you know, what is the prejudice or even the microaggression that they feel yeah. in that community, right? Yeah. So they, they are the one that teach us how to, you know, um, provide this kind of training to actually be aware about these communities as yeah. we work with them. You yeah. know? So we aren't, we don't play, the, the leaders don't play, a, 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 you know, the main role or all the time yeah. in creating all this training materials. Yeah. So the community is itself, you know, in the employee source group, you know, partners 
greatly with us, even yeah. with the DEI team, you know, in building all this. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't work alone, I would say, for the DEI yeah. team. Okay, yeah. I just want to press a little bit more. Um, I, I just want to, mm. I want, I, I, because the reality is cases of workplace discrimination is very real yeah. for people who go through, who, who do not, are not as fortunate perhaps at working at a workplace where mm -hmm. there's so much deliberate effort to create a, a sense of belonging and all. And how, what, what's, what is Micron's journey like, right? I, I feel that there must have been stories or instances of challenges of cases where employees feel that they are not heard or respected. What is... How has Micron journey to a place where today you are able to convince 3,600 for leaders to go through training like that? I just came from a meeting this morning and we are talking about taking a group of 20 senior leaders for a two-day workshop and you're like, there's no way you can get my leaders in a workshop for 20 days because they're all too busy, right? How do you get to a place where Micron is willing to invest in such training for such a big proportion of your workforce? I think ultimately it's still top down. You know, my, my ground believe that, you know, um, DEI is really the key to, you know, increase our business value, right, and our innovation, right? So we do have, I would say, six DEI commitments, you know, in Micron where our our executive are accountable for each of these commitments, you know. So it is already top down in that sense that this is this is what we want, you know, and innovation is key, you know, and building an inclusive environment is key to um innovation you know so that that i think is is um, one way you know first of all i believe that anything needs to be start with the top right yeah so if the top truly believe in it you know this speaks for itself right actions speaks louder than words you know so they do go through exactly the same as all of us as well right you know so so that kind of i guess you know um leads it because if even for employee resource group you know, today it is not so-called an additional role to your day job, right? So the leaders need to believe that ERG is important, you know, in the company to allow the team members to, beside doing their day job, they get time to do ERG activities as well. So it is important, you know, in the company. And I would say that spread out, you know, because today we have 40% of our team members are part of an ERG group which is a lot, right, you know, and, and we aim to do it more, right. So everyone does play a part in building the culture that we want, you know, and I, I would say that, of course, we don't start with that at a at the very beginning stage, right. It, mm -hmm. it requires, you know, uh, um, team members to feel that they they, they, are, they feel valued when they join ERG, you know, the programs that we put up, you know, um, the mentoring program as well, they get a chance to lead um, even if they are not a leader today, right. So they, they lead in ERGs, they grow their career as well because they, are, they have a chance to play a part in the leading role. So I want to move on to the idea of inclusion. So you could share with us in Micron, what does true inclusivity looks like? What does it mean in your experience? I would probably give an example, right? You know, I think... Um, Maybe, you know, we have a program called Micron Women Innovation or Women Innovation Program, you know. So in this program, we actually have our Micron um, Women Leadership Network that kind of collaborate with our legal team, you know, to build a mentoring program 
to allow our women innovators, you know, to know how to file for patents, right? It kind of create a confidence for them, you know, that they are they can be an inventor, right? You know, so we we did this program for five years, and today I would say that we have increased our women inventors fourfold. We have hundred eighty two uh, women inventors in the Micron, you know, that um actually have the first time original patents in Micron, so that is an example of how we create the culture of inclusiveness and belonging, right? Mm, so you're you know? saying that you are very deliberate to create yep. the platforms and opportunities uh, for a space where traditionally women has not been included yep. for them to have opportunity to shine and in that way feel included. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would I would definitely think that it is it is it requires a lot of you know, effort from everyone, you know, um, all across different levels, you know. So definitely I would, you know, this is just an example. Another example I would give is like, you know, Micron, we also believe that, you know, we need to contribute back to the community, right? So we do, um, and I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know, um, in Micron Singapore, we have 92% of our employee that participate in a volunteering program mm. last year mm. so that that's that is great. yeah yeah so we organize you know uh, events that um and our iconic event is walk for rice whereby we have seven thousand employees that come together yeah for this event you know to provide you know um to walk and contribute rice to mm. the needy families in the community so this is the kind of i would say the culture you know of belonging that you, we all play a part together right to build a better you know um environment for everybody yeah. yeah yeah so i think what you're trying to say is that uh you are trying very much to bring everyone to the table to feel that they have a seat at the table yeah. so you talk about uh one thing that you do for the women mm -hmm. what, what about are there any maybe for, for those the community of employees who might be um differently abled right mm -hmm. different different kind of abilities maybe share some of the practices or programs that micron has in place uh to build inclusivity to include people like them yeah, we do have a employee resource group called Capable, you know, and basically this group um, works on um, look at seen and unseen disability. I would say, right, you know, so um, definitely things like you know um, they look they do work with facility department to provide a more accessible you know um, um, facilities for our people with disability. And I would uh, I did mention just now that you know our leaders all have to go through a training. Um, to see how we can, you know, manage team of disability. Yeah. So we learn how to, you know, uh, work with seen and unseen dis disability and how to be more empathic um, leaders, you know. So we actually go through all that, you know. Yeah. And um, we do have a lot of um, community work with people with disability. So we do sponsor, you know, people with disability. And, um, and part of the sponsoring, you actually experience what is it like, um, as a disabled person, yeah, right? You know, yeah. things you walk like walk about in their shoes. Yeah, things like even you blindfold yourself to play soccer. You know, what does it mean, right? Yeah. You know, so I think it is immersive experience. Okay. You know, for our, our people, mm -hmm. and we do hire people with disability. And um, just for example, we do have a team member. You know, who who has um um, who is disabled. You know, and definitely we encourage them to share with us their knowledge as well, right? So, you know, for Micron, we are a clean room environment. We do smoke up, right? Mm, you know, mm. so that team, particular team member actually, you know, um, kind of re, you know, invent the way of wearing the smoke, right? Because for a person with disability, they may not be able to, you know, wear it up this way, you know, from the bottom up. So he actually, you know, 
um, decide that you know wearing top down is 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 easier for them, uh. right? So we kind of re um, invent you know the way of wearing the smock suit yeah, you know yeah. for people with disabilities. So I think that is both way you know yeah. how we continue to build an environment that is inclusive for people so with disabilities. So I, I guess yeah. it must mean that your people across the business at different functions and levels need to be very sensitized, yeah. right? Because if I'm just a person on the, on the factory floor and I look at this guy having a problem, you got a problem. Lah. You know, what should I be thinking about reversing the way you smock up, right? Yeah. But for me to think, oh, for everyone else, bottom up is fine. But for this guy, top down is the way to go. I have to be attuned and aware, right? And I have to bother to take this need and go back to the drawing board and say, how can we have a new process for a new group of people? Because... It's very easy for you to sit down here as the director mm-hmm. and talk about a practice. But for it to be a day-to-day life, for the men you know, on the ground there to think of this, it must mean that the culture of being attuned to needs uh, it has to be there. And we encourage the person with disability to be the one that create that, you know, that changes, right? You know, not, ah, not just okay. us. So he's the one that kind of um, you know bring to us that you know why don't we do it this way and the yeah. leaders would say why not you know let's yeah. look at it you know, but it also means yeah. a person needs to feel safe to bring it that's up that's right because that's right. I could feel oh I'm the only odd one out I don't want I pay say you know I don't want yeah. to make things difficult so it also means you have to create that sense of a, a safe culture yeah. for people to feel safe enough to speak up that's one it also means that they know what are the platforms and avenues to raise that feedback because I might have the idea but I feel very lost a large organization so you have put in place yep. that platform that's easily assessed by employees to know where to go to who to go to it is safe to go to these people to give this feedback yeah and that that is really what true inclusiveness is about right yeah having yeah. a safe platform environment where people can be their true self you know and and that is really what inclusive is about well now they talk <laughs> about humanity um i was just listening on my way here earlier on today um, to a podcast and a study was cited and this is probably a study that's being reported just this year in March in MIT Sloan um, a study that shows that what is a toxic culture right mm-hmm. and there are studies around that and in that study they define their five characteristics of what constitutes a toxic culture and one of the five things is non-inclusive behaviour right that if a workplace have leaders and people who exhibit non-inclusive behaviours, that is a trait of a toxic culture. What's a perspective to that? And I, I would say that it's true, you know, if, I mean, it is, it is no matter what sometimes leader led, right, you know, if the leader behaved that way, then the employee don't feel safe to open up, right? Mm. If you don't feel safe to open up, you won't talk about it, right? You know, mm. and ultimately the, the employee will leave, right? You know, so yeah. it, it does, it is leader-led, you know, that's that's why a lot of our training, we start with the leaders, right? Leaders need to practice it. They need to behave that way. They need to recognize that they have unconscious bias and be cautious about it, you yeah. know, and so it, it has to be, you know, start from the top, you know, that that is... So my question is, today if I'm, I'm empl- uh, I am an employee in your organisation, I believe it's not like that, but should I as an employee face a behaviour from a, a boss or leader that's non-inclusive or I feel disrespected, what avenue does the employee have to give the feedback upwards? Do you have, what kind of avenues do you have in place, number one? Number two, how can I feel safe? 
that I will not get um, targeted or I get mm-hmm. marked because mm-hmm. I give that feedback about someone more powerful than me, someone more senior than me uh, that demonstrate a behavior that does not feel inclusive to me. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, um, people organization is one avenue for them to go to, right? You know, that's your HR department. Yeah, that's our HR department. Okay. And we call we call ourselves people organization. So that is the avenue they can, of course, we have employee relation group. We have we do have, you know, um ethics, you know, that they can, you know, they can anonymously write to as well. And today I think in Micron we also encourage a lot of mentoring program, you know. So we do have uh, mentors that are across, you know, different departments. You know, I myself as a mentor, you know, of um, different departments. So they can also reach out to the mentors. They can, of course, reach out to the employee resource group. As I mentioned, we do have resource group of different, you know, uh, communities, right? You know, so I would say today they have different avenues, you know, that they can approach, you know, um, And someone. they know that these avenues yep. are available? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And I would say during onboarding, I mean, we do... We do share about our employee resource group. We do share about all this, you know, during onboarding as well, you know. Mm. So I, I would I would say that every employee know that there are many different communities out there that can get support. You know, Kia Hia, I'm just wondering and I'm asking on behalf of our listeners out there. And many a time the the perception is this, why should I even bother to raise a complaint if I have one? For example, if I experience a behavior or an action from someone more senior, more powerful than me, and I don't feel respected, right? Do I feel safe to complain? Do I feel that even if I put a complaint out, will any action be taken against these people? Why should I even bother trying? What has Micron's experience been like? Have you been have you received complaints like this? And what actions has the organization taken um, to address allegations which when you verify verify that they are factual what have you done about it i would say definitely you know as i mentioned action speaks louder than than words right you know um so if it's validated that definitely is a leaders you know um who you know who is at fault you know actions will be taken and our employees have different avenues to to do that you know we have our employee relations group which is part of our people organization team they can do it at our ethics points which is definitely our hotline you know where it's anonymous you know and of course today we have many different employee resource group which is not directly their supervisors you know so they can go to the employee resource group or even the mentors which are cross-functional as well so our employees are aware that there are different avenues they can approach you know in terms of if they feel that they are being you know you know being compromised in terms of what they're doing, you know, I yeah. would say that today that that is that is the culture that we So build. what I'm hearing is that in Micron you have got platforms available and employees know that these platforms are available for them to share their grievance or for them to share their perspective or their complaints, right? I think my question next would then be when complaints come in and it's verified to be true, what kind of actions have Micron taken to take the for the lack of a better word, the perpetrators <laughs> to task. I would say it depends, right? Actually, you know, on the seriousness of what it is, right? So, um, so definitely, of course, the worst case is, you know, if it's, it reached to the allegation that we don't think, you know, that the leaders could change, you know, then it is not the kind of behaviour that we accept, right? You know, yeah. then maybe Micron is not a place for them, you know. So, it depends really, you know. Yeah. So, um, but definitely, you know, if allegation is true, you know, um, seriousness is about it. You know, our our leaders are all aware of it. You know, and 
Uh, and prior relations is, I would say, an impartial party, you know, to act on it, you know, and we do have our, you know, legal and prior legal team as well, you know, to look at all these matters. So I would definitely think that, you know, it is a safe environment if, if as you mentioned just now, you know, our employee participate on survey, you know, the fact that they, you know, the respondent survey is great. They feel that it is a safe environment for them to come forward as well. Okay. I just have a last couple of, uh, a couple of last few questions, right? Um, first is, can you share what has been one difficulty or challenge that you have faced in this DEI journey that you have, Micron mm-hmm. has has? Um, because there are many listeners out there and Singapore is a very, very diverse country, right? Today, at any point in time, many of, like in my small organization, we have five generations in from, a, from an age perspective. Um, and that's one form of diversity. Could you, could you encourage our listeners out there? What is one challenge and how has Micron overcome them? Hmm. I think the greatest, I would say, the challenge is to always remind ourselves that it is it is a journey, you know. Remind ourselves, you know, and others that it is a journey. It's not a one-time fix-all. Even when you take an inclusive... Is uh, it a, a one-month journey or a 10-year journey? <laughs> That's the difference. It is a continuous journey. It doesn't stop, right? You okay. know, uh, I think that is something that we, we have to keep reminding ourselves, right? You know, just like when you take an allyship training, it doesn't mean that you do an allyship training, you you are master of it, you know. You you have to intentionally work on it, right, you know. Yeah. So we, we do work on it intentionally, right, you know. Just like I mentioned, you know, in, in um, hiring, we intentionally make sure that we have a diverse, you know, um, slate of candidates, right. In any meeting that we conduct, we make sure that everyone in a meeting has a chance to add their voice and their views, you know, mm-hmm. opinions, you know. So it has to happen every day, you know every time, you know. So it is not something that we can say now, we do the training and then it's done deal, you know. So uh, that is the biggest challenge yeah. and that's the hardest part of it because okay. you, you have to keep working on it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing for you is it's a daily commitment. Yep. It's a, it's a regular decision that we have to make as a business that will commit to DEIB and even when, when the going is hard. Yep. Yeah. This is what I'm hearing from you. Yes. Well, we are a very pragmatic results outcome nation. Why bother? Why do, why why do all these things? Right? We've got enough on our on our plate. Um, the need for us to upscale ourselves with this whole how things are changing so fast. Why focus on DEIB? What is the impact on business performance? Could you show could you share with us a practical benefit? an actual benefit that Micron has experienced as a result of investing your time, your effort, your money in DEIB activities. And and I think I mentioned that, you know, definitely um, it sparks innovation, right? You know, and, and definitely we believe that, you know, innovation, having an inclusive culture drive uh, innovation, right? You know, and that is key to our technology company, right? You know, just as I mentioned just now, you know, um, by doing that, you actually, we have 182 women who are inventors today, right? You know? Amazing. Yeah. So without focusing on that, you never had that happen, right? You know? You know Women are so important. Yeah. Because <laughs> it it is, it does bring that different perspective, right? Yeah. You know, in yeah. terms of, of that. And I think why it's important, I, I, as, as I mentioned, I've been in this industry or this, this company for 20 over years. I would say that a lot of us... Um, 
spend most of our time in the company. You know, mm-hmm. more than at home at times, right? You know, so uh, it is important that you come to an environment, you come to a company, and you feel good about it. You know, you can value it. You know, you grow with the company. You know, so I think that's what it means, right? You yeah. know, um, coming and enjoying it, and you're motivated to do more. You know, so that that is really the culture that we want, right? You know, because yeah. you come to the office most of the time. You know, it's not just the team of DIB mm-hmm. that makes it works. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your heart, your experience, your thoughts. And thank you all for being with me on this podcast. Thank you, Evelyn. Thank, thank you. you. This podcast is brought to you by Great Place to Work ASEAN, Australia and New Zealand. Your partner in transforming workplaces through our unique culture and certification program. We foster a future of work that's inclusive and fulfilling, inspiring organisations to build a culture of trust, collaboration and engagement. Do tune in to our next episode and stay connected with us on Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. Let's shape a truly great workplace together.